Hey everybody, welcome to the Vet Tech Tap Room. This is our spin-off series from the Vet Tech Cafe. These episodes are live and uncut, discussing hot topics in our field, or talking about previous episodes amongst ourselves, and always highlight something positive happening in our profession. These episodes will be published as regular podcast episodes and will also be available on our YouTube channel as well. So get yourself a beer or a potato water and find us live on Instagram and join the discussion. Now if you'll excuse us, those are our beers the bartender is pouring. Hello, caffeinators, coming to you live from the Vet Tech Tap Room, where there is no last call. Oh, Dave, perfect. I see you got a beer. What are you working on I there? I'm drinking the Ponysaurus Export Stout. Um, had this last weekend when we did our uh, heyday with um, Beyond Fences and loved it and bought myself a four-pack. A four Fantastic. What you got going I over have, there? Uh, I have a, it's a single IPA from Treehouse nice. um, called Sap. Um, it's a little West Coast from the northeast if you will but yeah super good um did you uh, dodge most of the storm out there oh no not at all I, no none <laughs> uh it it snowed it snowed probably for the first two hours and then it's just been sleeting for the last i don't know eight or so hours several awesome oh great fun stuff yeah and I, I, I've, I've said this before and i'll say it again people that love the snow have never owned a farm or have owned animals that live outside because it's just miserable Absolutely yeah, miserable. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you, you know I'm jealous, but I, I feel you on the not having to go outside and take care of the animals part. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry if I'm looking at this at a weird angle. I'm using my new stand-up desk, and I'm actually standing, but oh. my laptop is not the same height as my monitors. So I'm like <laughs> looking down at my laptop screen because it's at desk level, so it's kind of weird. But I mean, it, it's normal because you're taller than most of our listeners, so it's, yeah. it's almost like you're looking down on us, anyways. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we're, we, we had talked about doing this tap room, uh, for a little while now, mostly in light of, um, you know, the article we shared, uh, the other day, um, about the, um, really, I, I guess what came out of the veterinary leadership summit from the AVMA, um, and some of the, the comments that were made about, I think the focus was on whether or not, you know, non-DVM hospital staff, should be allowed to or have access to AVMA membership. And that's been a topic for, for some time. Um, and there was some some pointed comments that came out of that that, that were uh, a little bit rough. There was also, though, a lot of support as well. Yeah. Um, and not only in, in what's reported in that article, I think you know veterinarians, I know veterinarians that are very much in support of it. But anyway, what are your kind of some of your initial thoughts here as we get rolling? Well, I, I, I really didn't want to focus on the negative because that's, I mean, that's, that seems to be what, what happens so often is that you see the one bad thing, the, the comment right. about the, the camel in the tent, which, you know, you and I were just talking that we didn't even know what that, that meant until we looked it up. Right. Um, but, but not focusing so much on the negative part of it. Cause it, I mean, it's easy to, to, to look at that and say, this is terrible that. We don't have right. any support where it's just it may be right. a small faction of people that don't have the support. Right. right. Um, it's it's truly one person's opinion. Right. Exactly. And and when I looked at that, you know, just just the whole idea of allowing non DVM staff to be a part of the AVMA. And I looked at it a couple of different things. I, I looked at what is the benefit to us as technicians to be a part of the AVMA? What, what do we get out of it other than the 
I don't know, there's not really any accreditation associated with it, but, but being a part of something, another thing right. to add fees to, another thing for us to pay money into, but what are we getting out of it? And I looked on their website about, you know, AVMA membership um, benefits, and a lot of it does benefit us as technicians. There's a lot of online CECE things. There's a lot of uh, publications that we would have access to. There's a lot of um, career building opportunities that are out there. And, you know, some of the other things are more related to like DVMs and, and hospital management, which, again, that, that kind of goes along with if we're allowing management to be in, if they're getting the purchasing power of being an AVMA member, then mm -hmm. that's good for them, too. Um, and then the other thing that I looked at was the fact that, you know, not only the benefits of what are we going to get out of this, but why, why not? Like, why are we not being allowed in? And thinking of that, I, I was looking through, like, what in the AVMA says that it's for veterinarians only. It's the American Veterinary Medical Association. It doesn't say anywhere that it's DVM only. Because right. we are part of the med medical community, so why are we not being yeah. allowed in? Right. That was my. Right. Th those are my like initial like trying to research yeah. and figure out what the heck is going on here. Yeah, I, you know, and uh, kind of in a little bit different direction. I think one of the things that stood out for me as I read, um, you know, that that report that was basically kind of a, a synopsis of of the entire summit and some of the things that were discussed. You know, they were talking about reciprocity for veterinarians, and yeah. they were also taught, you know, which was a, a big thing on our end, right? That's a huge, yeah. Yeah. huge component of the, the VNI, though uh, often gets lost in the weeds because of the title change. Um, but, you know, it's it, to me, it's a little bit shocking that, and, and I know this with Molly when we moved from Rhode Island to California, and, you know, she was thinking about doing relief uh, for um, a previous colleague of ours who now works at a hospital in Texas, but the, the rigors of going through licensing mm -hmm. in a different mm -hmm. state. And, you know, just as, as we've all experienced, or so many of us have experienced, and I, I got to thinking, you know, they're fighting some of the same battles that exactly, we are, yeah. and it, you know, not only not only with reciprocity, but also they don't even have a unified title, right? right? I mean, v, if you graduate from University of Pennsylvania, you're a VMD, yep. not a DVM. Yep. So, yep. I, you know, to some degree, I, I I think the collaboration or the cooperation or or whatever it's going to be, like I I think we could actually help each other solve common problems. And yeah. work together to solve some common issues in our in our field, and you know, I think that was obviously, you know, of course, the the bit about, um, you know, which we'll talk more about here about you know some of these viewpoints. But I, I was I was really surprised. I mean, I knew that they don't they can't just necessarily go state to state, right? But in this day and age, when so many veterinarians now respond to natural disasters. Um, I know we have a, um, a deployment team with ASPCA as well, veterinary and support staff. So like, you know, any hurricane or whatever I could deploy if I wanted mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Um, it, but again, it's that, you know, then right where is the line in the sand and drawn with licensure and, and oversight and all that. And so that's what really, I think stuck out to me. I, I mean, all of this stuff as well, but in terms of, of, you know, it, they they have they have the same battles and yeah. I, I think that what we're trying to do in our side of the profession i i i don't know if if 
you know, a unified title is a big deal for them. Maybe it's not, but it's, it's still a thing that, you know, and, and now is, is university of Pennsylvania ever going to change that? Probably not right. like realistically, but so anyway, um, you know, I know that's kind of a side rant for, from most of what we want to talk about, but I really found that fascinating too, that, um, you know, I, how can we work together to, to solve that common problem? Mm -hmm. Because it affects, it affects all of us, um, and our ability to move state to state or, or go across state lines to help out really. Um, and I think that's a, I, I want to see continued improvement in that yeah. area. Well, another thing that I, I saw, and it was one of our listeners that commented on it, that the AVMA accredits our schools. Mm -hmm. technician schools so you have to graduate from an avma accredited school right and if i don't want to get political here but it's it's almost like the abortion debate like you're going to take care of them when they're they're before they're technicians but then as soon as they're technicians you're on your own kid right we yeah we're no we're no longer right yeah, right we're no so longer in their concern Right. So then what is the purpose of, I mean, obviously we all know the purpose of graduating from an avma accredited right. school in terms of licensure but then why, if we're, you know, to your point, like if we're graduating from an AVMA accredited school, why can we not be licensed or not right. licensed, but members of the AVMA? Right. Why, why is, why is it important that the, that they accredit the school, but not necessarily mm -hmm. do anything with the technicians after they get out of that? School? Right. After that. Doesn't make any sense. Fact. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, and there was a couple of other comments too. I thought that had some, some really interesting perspectives as well. Um, one of which was from, uh, from Ed Carlson, who's been yeah. a guest on the yeah. show a couple of times, former um, president of, and, and I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that, that I don't know what he is right who, now and, and was actually at the, yes, the he was at the meeting, where, yeah. you know, where, you know, where all these meetings took place and, and what have you. And, um, and he wrote a very long comment, uh, which I was very thankful for yes, because thank you, Ed. Thank you pointed to a lot of information and a lot of behind the scenes, maybe not even necessarily behind the scenes, but just not reported right. uh, discussions that took place. And that did show there are collaborations. And yes, there is still a long way to go, but there is a lot of positivity. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What did you think about what Ed had I, to say? I think, you know, when you look at that and you say that, you know, Ed, Ed was there, obviously, so he, he was in the in the room when these conversations were happening and it, it kind of goes back to what i said at the very beginning here is i don't i don't want to focus so much on the negative but when you've got those negative right. things those negative comments that elicit such a strong response to it mm -hmm. that's what makes the news that's what that's what grabs people's attention as opposed as opposed to people say yeah, I think it's a good idea that there that we would allow technicians and hospital managers and other veterinary staff in that's it's it's the it's the it's the gut reaction to those those negative comments that go against everything that we thought we were were standing for that people grab onto and say wow this is terrible so yeah i mean thank you ed for for your comments that that was you know it's mm -hmm. great to have like firsthand knowledge of actually what was going on and and like we're saying maybe this will be something that will work out it's just we need to have those positive voices overcome the negative voices and right. I don't absolutely I'm not in the <laughs> that's above my pay grade to to sway legislature or sway political 
feelings about whatever. Um, but hopefully something will get done. Um, I mean, if, if there's something that we can do, obviously somebody needs to let us know and we'd be happy to do that. Um, but I mean, I think it's important if, if we're a part of the AVMA because in the, in the practices, in the hospitals, we're a team, right? We're a team with our doctors. Right. And right. if we're not a, t- a team outside of the work, then I mean, where are we? We're, we're fighting right. battles separately, whereas we could be fighting them right. together. Right. And I think there's a lot of battles that, that we need to take on on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've said this before, but I think there's also a lot of battles that we need veterinarians help with. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. And, and I think a lot of it, I think a majority, probably an overwhelming majority of veterinarians support a lot of those ideas or a lot of those goals. And I think that for a lot of them, we're, we're going to need the help of them and the AVMA and what have you. It's just, you know, it's kind of um, going back to our uh, episode that we did with Harold Davis when we were talking about creation of the VTSs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the, uh, he had a lot of support, he said, from criticalists, right, from boarded emergency and critical care veterinarians. But, but some of the larger veterinarian community was had a, had a little bit difficult time and, and were not quite as supportive. Yeah. And there are always going to be naysayers or dissenters or, you know, those that don't want to see those kinds of changes. But I think ultimately it has to come down to, you know, A, do, do veterinarians that have membership in the AVMA, will they be losing anything by, by us gaining right. membership? And I think that was – the the concern of the person that made the comp the veterinarian that made the comment about the the camel in the tent was will will an overwhelming rush of technicians joining that organization push the veterinarians out <laughs> and i and i think and that it's was just, I, I, it's I, just I, laughable I, which 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 is silly to think about and granted you know yeah there are probably are more of us than there are of them um but realistically unless hospitals are going to pay for it um yeah there's not going to be many people. I don't even know what an AVMA membership costs for a veterinarian. I don't, I don't but, either. Um, it, it's, it's probably not cheap, and it won't be cheap for us. Um, and so, really, like you said earlier, the the big thing we want is, I think, access to the to some of the resources, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the CE, to publications, maybe a little bit bigger voice at the table, sure. But like, I cannot see. I mean. I don't know what NAVTA's membership is, but I, I know running a state organization, we struggle with membership. There is not yeah. going to be 100,000 veterinary technicians joining the AVMA the second they open it up. Yeah, there might be a few hundred. I mean, but I, 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 <laughs> and if, you, if, if, the, if the veterinarians that are against this and using that camel in the tent analogy, ha- have they been noticing anything that's been going on in the vet tech profession in the last – 20, 40 years. Like, right. Like right. if we take over, it's going to take us half a decade, half, half a century to do it. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we, we can't get control of our own profession. How are we going to get in touch right. hold of everything and push you guys out? Right. It's, it's, just, right. it's right. just laughable to me. Right. It is. It really is. And, and again, I think it's just another way, though, it would, it would just be another way for more collaboration yeah. between, you know, while we are all the veterinary medical community, it, it, it's two separate professions. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are more commonality or there is more commonality than what we realize. And we could really, really work together 
to affect a lot of the change that so many people talk about that needs to happen in our profession. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of change that needs to happen in the veterinary profession mm -hmm. that people on the veterinary side talk about as well. Um, and, and how can we help drive that? Um, how can they help drive what right. we want to do? So, um, yeah, so I, you know, I know there was, uh, I think throughout that article, there was still several comments of support, some that were, you know, a little less, um, camel in the tent analogy, but still a little bit of hesitation. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think there's just, you know, uh, there's going to always going to be a percentage of people that are changes scary and, you of know, course, yeah. you know, there, there, and there are always going to be unintended consequences. There are going to be sure. things that happen that, that may be a negative overall that you and I couldn't see happening right now. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, something, something of a negative comes of it. So there certainly can be those things. And I think there, there's a lot of discussion that still needs to happen, but um, I, I'm hopeful overall that as as we go forward on this issue or, or the idea of, of support staff potentially joining the AVMA, that they just continue the discussion and continue to yeah. talk to the right people about it and, and actually ask some of the industry leaders, you know, what we're looking at and, and why why it would be a benefit, not just to us, but to them as well. Right, right. And, and again, to your point, looking at what is the negative like what's what's bad if we if we're allowed to join uh right. throwing, throwing out the camel in the tent analogy because that i, I mean that simply won't happen yeah. we can't take over we can't take over our own no. organizations we're not going to take over yours <laughs> right yeah like everything is a bell curve right that yeah. is like yeah. the very end point of the bell curve like you can eliminate that kind of of argument just as you could you know one the the very opposite end of the spectrum but I, I think that, you know, and, and, and when you think about trying to push legislatively for change, it's ultimately how much support you yeah. have behind something that numbers. is what's going. It, it is exactly. And, you know, again, I don't think we're going to add massive numbers to that organization. No, we're not. <laughs> um, and, and, I you know, I think even somebody brought up and was quoted as saying, you know, the AVMA, they encourage hospitals to pay for that membership for associate veterinarians mm -hmm. to get veterinarians to to join. And obviously, like we were just talking about for membership numbers. And if it's, you know, a one, a three, four, five, whatever doctor practice it is, that's or if it's in a, a big facility with lots of veterinarians, that's a manageable fee. And their partial part of the concern was, well, then if you open it up to sports staff, do they have to pay for that too? And now you're talking about paying for... 50 memberships in a hospital instead of, you know, six or seven. And, you know, that, I mean, you can also baby step that and, and start, start with technicians, start yeah. with RVTs, LVTs, CVTs, for sure. And then, for sure. And then move forward if, if that works. Yeah. And then, and, and, and honestly, leave that up to the hospitals. Yeah. Like, you know, the AVMA doesn't necessarily have to take a stance on like, you know, saying, yeah, if you pay for your veterinarians, you should pay for your support staff too. I mean, you certainly could, that would be wonderful if you did, but like, well, they, they also encourage, have to, they encourage hospitals to do that, but it's not a requirement. It's right? not a requirement. So Absolutely. there's pl right. probably plenty of practices that have AVMA members that pay for it on their own. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I know we could go on and on yes, and on um, about this, but um, if you haven't seen the article, um, we shared it from our Facebook page. I think it was three or four nights ago. There's and we can, some, we can link really this to, uh, to the show notes of this, too. 
Yeah, for sure. And there's been some really great comments from from some of our caffeinators out there. Um, just some some really good ideas exchanged. And um, and again, Ed's comments particularly mm-hmm. as, as he was there at that meeting, right. um, and, and was involved in some of those discussions yeah. and, and and what have you. So, um, which again, you know, people like Ed Carlson, Ken Yagi, Harold Davis, some of the people that were there, um, you know, are. Our, our pillars in our profession, right. and I know they would, you know, represent our voice well. Um, and again, at least, you know, it probably wasn't all that long ago that veterinary technicians or NAFTA wouldn't have even been involved in that kind right. of right. meeting. You know, they wouldn't have even been able to have representation. Wouldn't have there. even made it so, to the table. Right. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of positive to think about, yeah. and there's a lot of positive that can be focused on, and and I think that's really what um, you know we 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 had kind of already talked about having this tap room and discussing this. And then, you know, with, with, uh, when Ed commented last night, it, it was, you know, I'm glad really, we waited. Hey, that's a, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we wanted to focus on. Right. Is that, yeah, there are some negative comments and, and that's essentially why, why I shared the post from our page. But at the same time, if you look in there and, and, and talk to veterinarians, there is actually a, a large amount of support for, for mm-hmm. us being involved in that organization. Yeah. So, um, one question I have, Dave, do you know, um, and I haven't looked into this, are human nurses allowed to join the AMA American medical association? I do not know that. I don't either. My, my should be worth looking into. I'm sure somebody knows out there. Yeah. Caffeinated. Somebody's yelling at their phone and, right now. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you hear this, um, and you know, the answer to that, uh, yeah, let us feel know. free to comment. Um, and, and we'll look into it too, obviously, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, because that would be a, a you know, we draw so many parallels between the human and veterinary profession and, you know, what one is doing doesn't necessarily solely guide what the other does. But I, I think it's, you know, it's really the only blueprint we have. Right. And it would be, you know, if it would be maybe helpful as part of that conversation. Well, and it also give us some leverage to say, look, human nurses are part of the AMA. Why can't? Technicians mm-hmm. be part of the of the AVMA, or or it would or it could be another solid argument against. They well, don't that's do this true. In that's human true, medicine, yeah. so you know why why should we? You yeah. Know? So yeah, you know, it could go either way, but um, but yeah, as as we as you said earlier that you know the it's the AVMA, the American Veterinary Medical Association, not the American Veterinarian exactly. Association, and and they do have a hand in our tech schools. They mm-hmm. do have a hand in our. Um, ability, uh, ultimately our ability to get licensed right. in states because right. of graduation from that school. So, and they, um, they, they, have, a, they a, have a big, big hand in what happens in the practices and, and right, exactly CE and all that stuff. And yeah, but so but still won't let us logically. If if they have a hand over us, we should have we should have some some say, say in it. Yeah, we should exactly. have we should have some say in it. So, um, what else you got? You got anything else you want to? No, just hating on the snow. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Warmer days I, are coming. I know you're loving loving the snow that I'm getting for some reason, but mm-hmm. I, I am I'm hating it as I have mm. every winter for the last thirty some odd years. Because well, at least you're getting what you're getting now, and you're not getting what they're getting up in New England. Up in New England. Well, I'm heading to New England next weekend, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you'll be bringing it with you. It'll probably be cold and I'd, I'd, lots of paint on the I'd like to bring ground. it and just leave it and not have to yeah. deal with it anymore. And not bring it back. I'm with hoping you. this yeah. is. I mean, we had a we had a storm last mon- Monday where it like snowed like light snow for like 
I don't know, two hours and it even didn't even stick to the roads and like places were shutting down and my state is crazy. They're just, they're ridiculous. They're just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, um, what do you think? You want to end it there and yeah, let's let end the it caffeinators here. go for the, let the caffeinators go for the evening. Yeah. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Definitely um, comment on this when, uh, when this, when this uploads so we can hear your voice and hear what you have to say about it. And if we've said absolutely. something that doesn't jive with what you're thinking, call us out. Yeah. Happy to have absolutely. that discussion further. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's your comments that make us think about these exactly. things and, yeah. and, especially look at things in a different light, which is ultimately what we want to do yep. uh, on this, on this podcast. So um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, check in with a, with a comment, let us know what you're thinking. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. Dave, stay safe out there I'll try. and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye everybody. Bye.